In 2020, Intelligence Fusion recorded over 12,000 incidents across Mexico, ranging from murders, cartel skirmishes, armed robberies, and fuel theft. One of the most persistent threats has been abductions and kidnappings, and we've already recorded over 100 incidents thus far in 2021. The threat of abduction and kidnapping has evolved over recent years, and while it continues to affect foreigners and business travelers, it now affects a wider section of Mexican society than ever before. Hi, I'm Vincent Fevrier, the Senior Regional Analyst for America's Here Intelligence Fusion, and this is The Insight. On this episode of The Insight, I will be taking a look at the threat of abduction and kidnappings across Mexico. I will first start by listing the various types of kidnappings affecting the country. I will then look at the situation in 2020 and 2021, and finally recap with some insights. As always, if you enjoy our content, please like, share, and subscribe to our social media channels to keep up to date on our work and commercial offerings. Background. Before I go deeper into the podcast, I want to clear up how we record abductions and kidnappings here at Intelligence Fusion. We look at abductions as any incident where a person is taken against their will through threats of violence or deceit. Mexico poses a particular problem in tracking the exact numbers of abductions and kidnappings, as the statistics that are tracked are usually only the cases that are actually reported to the authorities. And many of these incidents aren't actually reported because citizens usually have a distrust of the police and tend to wait for the phone call to negotiate with kidnappers themselves. There are currently several types of kidnappings taking place across Mexico, the first of which are the basic kidnappings. And that's the most common type of kidnapping that we see across the country. It usually involves the suspects taking a victim, often from a local or middle and middle class background, for a quick ransom demand. The ransom demand that is made is usually affordable so that the suspects can have a quick payday. The second type of kidnapping is one that targets high net worth individuals. Now, this type usually takes a bit more preparation from the suspects, as high net worth individuals will usually have deterrence in place. This may include uh, fences or security systems across their homes, as well as the potential uh, for a bodyguard or a larger security detail attached to them. The third is express kidnapping, and this usually involves a victim being snatched up by the kidnappers and being held in a safe house or in a vehicle with the suspects, while the suspects go and use the victim's bank cards to withdraw money from ATMs. Now, the length of this type of kidnapping may last minutes, hours, or even overnight, depending on the withdrawal limits that are placed by banks. One such example is on the 13th of February of this year. A doctor was kidnapped in Cozacolcos in the state of Veracruz and held for an hour by a group of suspects while the suspects drove from ver- to various banks to withdraw money from the doctor's bank accounts. Finally, the fourth type of kidnapping is virtual kidnapping, and it's one of those methods that we've seen increase in recent years. It's a method that's usually considered more fraud or extortion, but often uh, involved in the dialogue regarding kidnapping. Usually this method involves someone getting a call and threatened by the suspects to leave their home, often to go to a hotel and then turn off their phone. At the same time, that person's family will receive a call from their end telling them that the original victim was kidnapped and to transfer a ransom demand to the suspects. Because the the original victim is unreachable and because they are at a hotel with their phone turned off, it makes the kidnapping more believable. Authorities have worked to try to reduce this type of crime by working with hotel managers to recognize the signs of a person being the victim of such a scam. 
Other types of kidnappings have also been present across Mexico, such as the kidnapping of politicians, often at the local level. But the four mentioned above are the most common types of kidnappings we see across the country. Situation in 2020 and 2021. So in the last few years, especially between 2017 and 2019, kidnappings were on the rise. However, over the last year, we did see a dip, and COVID-19 and the associated movement restrictions may have played a role in them. However, that is still unclear. What we did see was a rise in kidnappings in large urban centers, such as Mexico City, Guadalajara, Monterey, and Culiacan. We also saw high degree of incidents in states where we saw territorial conflict between several cartels, including Zacatecas, where the Sinaloa cartel and the Jalisco New Generation cartel fought, as well as in the state of Guanajuato, where the Jalisco New Generation cartel and the Santa Rosa de Lima cartel also were fighting. Finally, another area where we did see a high degree of incidents has been the Mexico City-Veracruz corridor. Now, this corridor has seen a high degree of insecurity over recent years, especially when it comes to armed robberies of cargo trucks. So cities along this corridor, such as Mexico City, Puebla, Orizaba, and Cordoba, also saw a high degree of incidents. In 2021, thus far, we've recorded abductions and kidnappings in the majority of states in Mexico. States like Sinaloa, Zacatecas, Nuevo León, Veracruz, and the Federal District have all seen high numbers of kidnappings and abductions. The targets have been diverse across this year and have included farmers, taxi drivers, local merchants, political candidates, teachers, doctors, and even members of the security forces. One such incident was on the 20th of January, when a local merchant was walking to the Tizonco metro station in the San Lorenzo neighborhood of Mexico City. A ransom demand was made for 50,000 pesos, or approximately $2,500, but the family couldn't pay that ransom. However, the suspects did release the victim, but the victim had been shot in both legs. Now, this incident is significant in that it showcases the willingness of suspects to use violence to in order to meet their goal. Of interest for 2021, and something that we'll keep an eye on here in Intelligence Fusion, is U.S. President Biden's policy towards the U.S.-Mexico border and more in regards to immigration. Now, if President Biden takes a more welcoming approach towards migrants, then this might lead to an increase in uh, migrant caravans coming from Central American countries. Now, this would provide cartels uh, ample opportunity to kidnap migrants, which is one type of victims that we've seen uh, increase over recent years. When the cartels do abduct migrants, it's often to extort a ransom from their families back in their home countries. Migrants are often coming from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. One example was on the 4th of February of this year, when 49 migrants were rescued from a property in Reynosa in the state of Tamaulipas. The cartel would have abducted the migrants in order to demand ransoms from their families back home, on top of the fees that they had already paid in order to be smuggled into the U.S. So in summary, the threat of abduction and kidnappings in Mexico remains significant. Over the years, we've seen a change in target profile to include both high net worth individuals and middle class individuals. At the moment, what we've observed is that local nationals are most often targeted, but recent immigration flows from Central American countries have also provided ample opportunities for cartels to abduct migrants. In January 2021, we've seen an increase compared to the end of 2020, and this threat will likely continue throughout 2021. We've already seen arrests being made this year, including in high-end neighborhoods and including police officers who were involved in the crime. However, because the target profiles has become so varied, stopping this crime will be very difficult. 
Insights. So what are the insights from today's podcast? The first is that the profile abduction and kidnapping targets has changed over the last few years. Targets from the middle class are more common nowadays, including teachers, doctors, and merchants, among others. This change increases the number of potential targets for cartels and also allows for kidnappings to continue without the increased scrutiny that comes from kidnapping high net worth individuals. The change in that profile of target victims may require multinational companies to take the appropriate steps to ensure the duty of care, not only for their international staff who might be operating in Mexico, but also for their national staff. While the target profile has changed, the threat to high net worth individuals is still present, and there have been abductions and arrests of kidnappers made in high-end neighborhoods in the country in recent months. The second is that understanding the security context in which you operate is key to protecting your people and assets. The security threats faced in each state of Mexico are varied, with kidnapping being one of many. Having a better understanding of the threats on the ground, which can be achieved through a threat intelligence solution, can help businesses make decisions anywhere from where to set up the initial operations, as well as conducting route threat assessments to ensure the safety of their local and international staff. The third insight is to keep a low profile. For individuals traveling abroad, in security contexts such as Mexico, where the threat of abduction and kidnapping is high, one of the best deterrents is not to attract attention. This may include not wearing flashy clothing, flashy jewelry, driving expensive cars, as well as keeping a low profile on social media channels. Cartels may monitor social media activity in order to find your itinerary or find any displays of wealth which may be used to target certain individuals. Of all the deterrents you can put in place, To prevent an abduction or kidnapping, maintaining good situational awareness is the most important. Being aware of your surroundings and the actions of people within them can help individuals take action prior to being the victim of a crime. Finally, it is important to be aware that abduction and kidnappings may have indirect impacts to business travelers and foreigners alike. Protests have taken place in a number of urban centers, including in the capital Mexico City, where protesters demand justice and government actions to find victims believed to have been kidnapped and now considered disappeared. These protests may vary in size and can lead to road blockages and may devolve into riots, which could lead to vandalism and looting of businesses. That's it for our podcast on the threat of abduction and kidnappings in Mexico. Thank you for watching. Here at Intelligence Fusion, we find, monitor, and analyze incidents across the world from our 24-7 operations center. We use the intelligence cycle and military principles to provide actionable insight into the global security landscape. To take a closer look at the data behind our assessment, or to see how your business could benefit from a tailored intelligence feed, click on the link in the podcast description.